Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks so much for listening today. Yesterday, as you know, I talked, first I talked about Ephesians 5, and I talked about uh, Paul telling the people it's time to wake up and come to grips with who Jesus Christ is. We've got a lost world dying all around us. And then I talked about being rescued, how God wants to rescue us. I told you the story about the 99 safe sheep and the one that was lost and how he left every all of them to find the one that was lost. Then I talked about recovery. I talked about the silver coins and the lady who swept the house over just to find that one silver coin and talked about the importance of the celebration that Jesus has when, oh, when one repents. We need people to give their lives to the Lord. And today I want to continue that I want to talk about the third parable about restoration. So would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day. I give you thanks for the people listening and pray that you would bless their lives and that you would lead them in powerful and mighty ways. I love you. I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. The third parable about restoration. This parable has been told across the ages, and it's a long one, and I'm going to read it to you even though you know it. It's the 11th verse through 32 of of Luke 15, and I'll read it fast, so just bear with me because you kind of know the story, I think. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me a share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together. All he had set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he'd spent everything there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to be a citizen of the country, who sent out to the fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like the one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, What was going on? Your brother has come to he re, come back, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a younger goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. What a great story. What a great story that touches our life for sure. It's very important for us to understand these things. And, you know, after throwing all his money away and and on the pleasures of the world, he had nothing. He decides it can't be worse, so he heads home to pay the consequences. Instead, his dad sees him, runs to him, calls everything, everyone there, said, let's have a celebration. The party is on. The other son doesn't get it. 
Here's a rebel son gets all the attention. Dad said, you were with me all along. You can enjoy all I have, but your brother was lost, and now he's found. People, the importance of restoration is huge. For us not to accept people who have sinned against God does, goes against everything he teaches. If we know friends and family who have gone astray, we need to reach out to them and to do all we can to help restore them and encourage them, not to continue to punish them for going the wrong direction in life. Listen to Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come to see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. You know, I began this message uh, the other day, uh, yesterday. I began this message with the thought that Paul continuously tries to get across, and that the, the thought is this, to wake up, do something to grow, expand heaven, and bring the lost into the fold. That's why I kind of titled this Rescue, Recover, and Restore, or the three R's, so you'd remember those, Rescue, Recover, and Restore. And that's, so the chapter 15, that's the three parables uh, in Luke. People, we need to love. We need love to lift us up, the love that God offers us. He loves us so much that he gave his only son. I think an old song that I grew up singing and the powerful words from it, uh, you know, there's a lot of songs. The song was, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea Heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Then it goes on, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. It goes on and on. You know I like to sing, and I always throw it in my messages. It's just because I like that. I like singing those songs that are fresh to the Lord, and songs that of praise and glorious words. You see, that's what our God does for us. He rescues us from an angry sea of life. He helps us recover by restoring our souls and making us right with him. I'm so glad he has rescued you from sin, and God is leading you, and I hope he's leading your house today. Hopefully that you are being touched by the spirit of the living God, and you're allowing God to wake you up, to have a deeper awakening, a deeper walk with him. You know, I pray. I pray that God would use you in such a powerful way. You know, as you well know, in 1872, you might not have known it was 1872, but the great hymn writer Fanny Crosby wrote a great hymn, recognizing the importance of giving God the glory. She was blind at age two, but that didn't stop her. She would listen to the word of God, and by age 10, she had memorized the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, just by listening. And she did this, and she studied in Braille 15 years. And she went on to write over 7,000 hymns. 7,000 hymns. I'm telling you something. Uh, what a gift. What a gift uh, that God gave her. And she had such a passion for God. Can you imagine all the memorization uh, that she took that took place there? I mean, uh she could memorize anything, and she memorized all those books of the Bibles, word for word, the book of the Bible, word for word, and then wrote 7,000 hymns that has touched the lives of people all across the nation. I mean, it is an amazing thing to see the power of God. You know, and this reminds me of my 
one of my favorite. You always hear me say my favorite hymns. You know, I, there's a couple today. I think of this one, uh, one we sing in church uh, now and again. We sing a hymn now and again in our church. We don't sing very often, but now and again. And the old hymn is called Blessed Assurance, and it goes something like this. Blessed Assurance, listen to the words. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. And she goes into several more verses. But she thought about those words. Listen to those words. God is our blessed assurance. He is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of what, what is divine, which was his God, because he purchased us. You know, we have perfect this perfect submission was filled with his goodness and his love. Another great hymn she had, and Fanny, in fact, she lived to be 95 years old, and she she uh, had a hymn that one of my favorite, another one of my favorites. I, I can't, I guess I can't tell you which one exactly my favorite, because you also know um, I like Victory in Jesus, too, and, and so many uh, hymns that, that I like. I think my church, they hear, they hear the hymns I like because we sing them, and sometimes they have me come up and help lead them, and I like the hymn, the hymn How Great Thou Art. Uh, they're just all sorts of them. But Fanny, she wrote many, many, many hymns and changed the course of church and Christendom, and many people's lives have been touched um, by that. And I think that it's great for us to listen to lyrics. I don't like listening to songs that can't understand the words. I think some of you might know that too. There are songs out there, you, the, the music's so loud you can't hear the words. Another, The last song I'm going to mention today is the song she wrote, To God Be the Glory. To God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave his son who yielded his life an atonement for sin and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he has done. And that's old Fanny Crosby, years ago, wrote those songs, that songs that glorified the name of Jesus, that lifted up the things of God. Our life is different because of uh, Fanny Crosby's of the world, because of the Apostle Paul's of the world, because of the stories of the parables in uh, the book of Luke that Jesus tells the stories. People of God, let us be about helping people. Let us being about helping people get their lives together and that they are living those three R's and they are touching lives because of the power of God. He wants to help you and he wants to help me and he loves you and I love you too. I pray God blesses you today. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208 208- 362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho 83709 You may also visit us at our website 
www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Thank you.